Welcome back to Going Deep with Brit English. We're joined by Holistic Hercules, Theodorus Potopoulos. Thank you very much, brother. I like how you pronounce my name, bro. <laughs> I've got a retainer in, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it's always a hard one, but you did such a great job. <laughs> I, I try my best for you, bro. No, thank you so much. And um, thank you for coming to my environment this time. And yeah, man, you know, I love it here, bro. You know, it's a lot, of, a lot of energy inside here, and there's a lot of magic happens inside this room, so it's, it's beautiful, I'm glad yeah. to serve here. <laughs> So I wanted to ask you about um, that I experienced in your, your session, the massage yeah. and energy work. Yeah. That um, you're telling me to get in more into my body yeah. with the breath. And I realized that um, going into my body, I thought I was safe within my mind, but within my mind, I was actually in my trauma and in my body, thinking that I was safe in my mind. And it was a whole, very complexing to, to, com to confront with that I was like, I wasn't where I thought I was within my own being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you make of that? Does the body, does the body try to trick us to get us to stay up in our minds or to stay from really accessing our, the depths of our soul? Or what's yeah. the, the deal with that? With that? Yeah, so <laughs> I will tell you about like uh, what I personally believe and what I have seen after probably doing, you know, I've probably spent with people like thousands of hours, like, you mm -hmm. know, and I've connected like with so many people, especially in that way through the physical touch and all that stuff. And obviously like I have received and collected like so much information back. Mm. Um, the thing is, it doesn't start from the body. So the thing is, we are born whole. You know, we, have, we are born like from, from the day we, we come into the human experience and all the stuff. Mm. We are connected with everything. We are connected with our body, with our emotions, literally with everything. We can actually express freely every single thing. You know, we have no problem. Uh, expressing, you know, through crying or screaming or anything and all the stuff, our needs, you know, I need to eat, I need to sleep or like all of our primary needs and all the stuff. Yeah. So let's start with that, you know, we, we start like that, but then through our conditioning, our traumas, our like, you know, like the programming from society and all that stuff, mm. this is where the disconnection happens and we, we face as a society for, for decades now that is that disconnection and basically this is what's happened happens in a collective we mm. stay up here like in our mind and we cannot access our body you know so yeah. and that's why we feel so isolated so so lonely and trapped you know basically in the prison of mm. just this space up here so it's not that our body tries to to expel us in a way or you know Mm. sends us uh, exile and all the stuff like it doesn't have to do with that it's okay. basically what happens from from childhood and you know the things that we are uh the things that we are exposed you know like we through through our parents through our mm -hmm. the, the early environments and our development there and then also like through through society and you know going on to do you know through mm -hmm. school through True. everything else so i'll tell you one thing when i meditate yep I usually feel pretty safe within my thoughts and clearing the mind and just being up, up here, so to speak, yep. or, or out here. When I do meditations where people try to direct me, go into your body and feel your toes or feel this, I start getting uncomfortable. Yep. Like, I don't want to feel my fucking toes, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I didn't realize this irritability is, is coming up. Yeah, yeah. And it's pushing me away from being in my body and wants me to yep. go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, what do you think that is and what are the signs that, that I'm really showing here? So. So this is the things that I have explored, especially the last one year, mm. because I've been deep into the rabbit hole, especially with somatic psychology, because for me, um, as a Pisces, being a Pisces from a young age and all that stuff, and actually like having the ability to feel so deeply, mm. 
mm. in general, I was always trying to understand the relationship between the mind and the body mm. and also like the distinction, what you said, uh, because what happens, there's so many different ways, first of all, to meditate. Mm. You know, you can meditate and really access those states that you can, you know, communicate with, with higher self or, mm. you know, like different things and actually go up there. Mm. Or you can meditate inside your inner space and connect with the sensations of your body and actually collect all the information that the body has to give. You know, yeah. in your case, if trying to do that, it feels so uncomfortable, that means there's a disconnection, mm. you know, from what I understand. And this yeah. is obviously like what we experienced like through your session and all the mm -hmm. stuff. Either the body does not feel safe with your mind or the opposite, you know. Mm. So that's a thing. Usually it's, it's one or the other. And that's a, that's a, that's a, uh, one of the things that I'm trying to, to work with people and all the stuff to actually get them to, to experience safety within mm. their body. So the body finally can trust the mind or vice versa, the mind can trust the body. So you can actually create that uh, yeah. coherence, you know, between the two. And you can actually connect even with your heart, like you can connect even, you know, with mm. your sexual energy, for example, like there's so many ways to, to describe it. Wow. Yeah. Now, the other thing is like when we're talking about trauma in the body, we're born and we're complete and whole. We can yeah. do all these things. But um, when it comes to past life and stuff like that, yeah. if there's like within us is the, the ancestry of all of our ancestors who have suffered and gone through so many traumas yeah. and that sort of thing. When you go about in this healing journey and you're seeking to, to yeah. heal this trauma, yeah. is there any end to it? Considering I heal <laughs> my trauma and I go, oh, I've got to heal my dad's and I got to heal my granddad's, yeah, yeah. you know, and all this lineage. Like, is it really that messy or... Well, it, it's up to you really how how far you can go and yeah. how messy it will be and all the stuff. Because mm -hmm. the problem is like, and this is something that I've experienced with myself. Uh, for a lot of us, when we start our healing journey, basically like we get so attached to it. Mm -hmm. I need to heal. I need to. I need to keep doing that work. I need to go deeper and deeper. So mm -hmm. it becomes like an ego thing, and you start getting like uh, identified. Mm. by that process and the whole like healing experience and all the stuff yeah true and then you know like when do you actually put a <laughs> put mm -hmm. a line into it and all the stuff and 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 you know start actually integrate properly for example yeah and this is where i feel like a lot of people get lost in all the stuff like it becomes a part of their new identity because mm. the problem especially with the ego is especially when you have your first experience of that ego dissolution and you know, you lose yourself for the first time, the false sense of self, the ego straight away tries to latch on in something new so it can create a new identity. Mm. And if you are not aware of that process and all that stuff, straight away you go back to being the same thing, but mm. identifying with a, new, with a new identity basically. But wow. it's still, you're still bound to your ego, yeah. you know? And that's why a lot of people, they will go even through their plant medicine journeys and all that stuff. Like I've seen so many people and I was one of them in, in, in my early days through those experiences. I would go there and I would say, my intention is to, to kill my ego. Mm -hmm. So I literally declared war on my ego because I thought this is what was messing me around. Mm -hmm. You know, in my way to actually, uh, on my journey to, to, to figure out myself and heal and all that stuff. I thought my ego was was my problem, mm. but that's not that's not the case at all, you know. So if it's not the ego, what, what is what is the problem? <laughs> There's no problem. First of all, that that's that's a thing, man. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> There's no problem. Mm. There's no problem. Like, and even even for example, you talked about trauma and all the stuff. Like, 
There's another identification with trauma, for example, like people identifying themselves like with the trauma and all that stuff, and they cannot like basically like escape mm. from that at all. You know, oh, yeah. Th that becomes their their identity completely. Mm. You know, so if you go and you and you try and heal, you know th that traumatic experience, whatever happened to you, even if it's an accident, even if it's you know you went to war to Iraq and all that stuff, like mm. whatever that is even through that process, like when you're trying to heal that, that, that traumatic experience, for example, it, it feels like you're losing yourself. So a lot of people, they find it really hard and they, they stay there they, because the, they, they feel that they're losing themselves. Yeah. That's their safety, that's their, like, you know, that, that's their identity, mm. you know? That's true. And then the, there, there's the fear of the unknown, like for a lot of people, like they struggle to, to go there, you know? Yeah. I mean, with um, working with the body yep. and your experience, when you go in and try to sort of heal trauma or release from the body, is there any way you can access your body to find out like the strength or to em embody more power or more confidence or something that will, it's like, let's say if you want to sit down, you do some creative work or you're going to go into yep. a joint of you. Can you access different things in your body to give you more power or more charge? And how do you begin to do that and access those different states? Well, like you said about confidence, mm -hmm. you know, the thing is, you know, what, what is confidence even, first of all? Like, personally, for myself, mm. confidence is literally knowing thyself. Mm. The more you know yourself, I feel, the more confident you are. Mm. Because you, you really understand who you are. True. You know? Yeah. For, for, for me, personally, yeah. it comes from there. Mm. You know, and you have these, these um, you know, like, uh, ideas out there, oh, like, if I learn how to to dance, if I learn how to fight, if I do this, if I do that, yeah. I'm going to be confident, mm. you know? But people get lost into that because they start, like, you, you learn how to dance, but then all of a sudden, yeah, you got, you got better at dancing, you know? But then, again, you don't mm. feel confident in, in so many other areas and all that stuff. That's true, yeah. That's the thing. So it's mm. actually, for me personally, like, truly being confident is literally doing properly that work for yourself and really understanding the deepest part of yourself and, and expressing that mm -hmm. instead of trying to, you know, uh, compare yourself as it happens like nowadays, especially because of social media. Mm -hmm. We are comparing ourselves with everybody around us and with the people that we, you know, mm -hmm. that we perceive as, you know, like uh, important, like in yeah, all yeah. the stuff. 100%. And you get lost into that, you know. People, they, they cannot distinguish between actually like... A, who they are and, you know, or if they are trying to become someone else. And this is a big problem because mm -hmm. majority of people, they literally just try to become someone else because they don't feel comfortable being themselves and they don't understand themselves. Well, they don't know who they are, so they want, want to be someone else. That's right? it. I'm going to create this identity by, you know, becoming something else mm. because I don't like myself, you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, what do you think makes people turn that way where um, they want to become someone else? And how does one begin to really know who yeah. they are? Like, how do you begin that journey of like, fully understanding yeah. whatever this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, it's hard work, man. And yeah. unfortunately, very few people are willing to go there, you know? Mm. Because we, we live in a society that everything is basically easy and we have been conditioned to believe I'm going to get a pill to make me healthy. I'm going to, you know, like... You know, I don't try basically for everything. You know, we've reached to the point now that soon enough, we're just gonna be living our, in our living room, like on the TV, and Amazon or another business is gonna literally bringing 
inside our house, like everything and even feeding us or whatever. That's that's. I mean, would it be on dialysis? Yeah, like Neuralink. Like literally, right. we 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 don't try for anything and all that stuff. Yeah. So imagine how we evolved for thousands of thousands of years and all that stuff, like with mm. with hunting, with you know, like living in those environments that we really had to. They were very challenging, mm. and all of a sudden we've we've gone to a state that just you know you make a phone call and everything mm. comes like you know oh yeah sure. I order online or whatever you know everything is so so easy so mm. so that's the first thing like it requires a lot of work it requires a lot of consistency it requires to invest in yourself in in so many different ways and all that stuff because the process is different for everyone also something that may work for me may not work for you like that's a thing mm. the other thing is also finding people that can guide you through that process that you can really connect and feel safe. It all starts from that. For me, it's all about safety, first of all. Mm. That's why I said even feeling safe within yourself. Majority of people, they don't. And this is where the, the, the problem is. And mm. that's the journey to actually go to a place that you can really feel safe within your body. So mm. you won't need to create a different identity to, to feel good enough or True, confident yeah. enough or like all those things you know mm. because when you are here and you can really appreciate that and feel safe and you know in love with yourself and your environment and all that stuff and the people around you there's no there's yeah there's no point in trying to do anything you know true, anything yeah. else that's why that's why for me you know like even modern psychology doesn't work and all that stuff or, or talk therapy you know, like you know to give you an example, you have people that, like all of us, there's a big problem with authority, for example, mm -hmm. because we are born in, a, we are all born in an environment, you know, unless you are very lucky, mm -hmm. you know, with with uh, authorities inside the house, like your dad or your mom. Usually, it can be like it will be one or the other, or it will be both. That, you know, they take that role of of authority, and you will have to, in order to receive love you will have to do as they say and all the stuff. Mm. So your reality gets denied and all the stuff and you're consistently trying to, to basically like, you know, do, mm. do what they ask you so you can receive that love, you know, and that creates disconnection, you know, by itself. Mm. And then on the clinical setting, you go inside like the, the therapist, for example, and all the stuff, the psychology, psychologist, and you're sitting, like, even even their, their body language and all the stuff, you know, mm -hmm. they're sitting, you know, usually, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, that's the thing. They have, like, even their energy and all the stuff, like, it's so, so, like, as an authority, mm. you know, that straight away, that's, that's even a trigger. So do you feel that people will feel safe to open up and actually, like, you know, really go deep? And, and in deep. 60 minutes. Uh, in 60, in 60 minutes. And as soon as you go 60 minutes, you're done, you know? Yeah. Get out. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's only literally cognitive and it's all about like the, the mind and all that stuff. Mm. It's not even the psyche. Psyche means soul, you know? Mm. And that's yeah. the big difference. When people will work with, with a coach, especially someone that has done also like a spiritual work and all that stuff and they're very integrated, you know, and mm. they have done the work for themselves, you meet people in a completely different way. You know, even when I look at you now, I actually meet you soul to soul. Mm. I see, I see your soul. Like I, good, I yeah, look good. at you inside. So, so that's a thing. Yeah. You know, and that that's the connection straight away. Mm. I don't put myself above you, above you, or like as an authority and all that stuff. Mm. You know, 
So that just just by providing that simple thing and allowing people to really feel safe, mm. that's healing by itself, and they can actually like really open up and share, you know, like what is happening and, and go deep enough, mm. so the healing can happen, you know, and the, and the process, you know. Well, and that's a th that's that's what I've noticed. Like I have so many people that I work with that they've done years upon years of psychotherapy, you know, antidepressants, like all those things. You know, and in one or two sessions, like I can get them further, or, and not just me, like a lot of people out there, yeah. you know, they can get them so much further, you know, than, than that they have done with years and years of, of course, psychotherapy. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. From my experience in mental health, working with little kids, seeing psychologists, they just don't like it. Yeah. They can't get them to even conform with the with the questioning or even sit yeah, for, yeah. for long yeah, yeah. enough because it's, it's just not serving yeah, yeah. any purpose. It's yeah. a clinical setting and talk about how you feel. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially imagine like, because you talked about kids and all that stuff, like imagine a kid that has been through all those things, probably, you know, there's autism or other like conditions and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Like mm. how they're going to feel <laughs> safe, yeah. you know, and, and they can connect with someone like that, you know? No, yeah, they can't, hey. There's a condition called PDA, which is yep. pathological demand avoidance, where yep. the kids will not recognize authority, will not listen to them, and they'll push back on everything they say. Yep. It's an actual condition. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So there's funny these kids that don't care about police, they don't care about teachers, they don't care about their parents. Yep. They just run over them. Yep. I'm trying to think, like, what is the lesson behind that? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's making everyone reflect. Hang on a second. Like, yeah. Do not, they don't care about authority. It's just, Do you think that existed, like... 50, 60, 100 no, years ago. You get a belt it's, in, a, right? it's a new thing, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a new Could thing. Could be. No discipline. <laughs> um, you know? You mentioned earlier about the, the pain and pleasure uh, cycles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And people um, experiencing pain as a form of healing, or is it a form of what were they really doing when they're going to the BDSM and things of that nature? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so for example, like um, I remember like reading, reading like a big article in regards to that. Um, so, so basically, like with the BDSM community, like in the early 2000s, like I think New York had like the biggest BDSM community in the world. Wow. Um, and you had like the 9-11, for example. So they noticed that after like 9-11, the BDSM community, like all these people that they got traumatized by the experience, like, you know, mm -hmm. with the towers and all the stuff, they started infiltrating BDSM. And it was literally, they figured out that it was literally an attempt for them to heal. So, you know, all this internal pain and suffering, mm -hmm. like they went there essentially to get punished and through that control environment, that, that energy liberated through their body, basically. Wow. You know? So they can scream and yell and get hit and help yeah, 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 release yeah. whatever they and, need to And release. helps the body basically release like all that, all that That's so trauma. It's, it's very negatively st yeah. stigmatized, I suppose. For yeah, yeah. And, and think about like there's, there's, there's so many, there's so many intense things out there. You see people like literally hang themselves through the skin with hooks. with the hooks and all that stuff, you know? People do it to themselves. Huh? People do that to themselves. They actually go and they wow. pay for that to happen. So literally they hang you. That was a torture method back in the day, right? Bro, they, you go and they hang you through with the hooks from your skin and it's considered one of the most pleasurable, pleasurable experiences that you can have because the pain is so intense that literally as soon as you surrender to it, it becomes like absolute pleasure and bliss. There's so pain and pleasure, it's such a such an interesting game to play, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And this is something like even for myself, like I've experienced like so much physical pain in my life. 
And I realized after a certain point, that's why I can actually experience pleasure the way I do. You know, and especially after I started doing like a lot of sexuality work like from yeah. with myself. Is, is that only if you surrender to the pain and not block it out or disassociate or? Yeah, literally connecting with, with that, you with know? Pain, yeah. Because like think what happens to us from childhood. As soon as you feel pain and all the stuff, like, you know, you play and you fall down and you hit your knee, you know, straight away, usually parents like freak out, oh my God, like, you know, this mm -hmm. and that then they will give you like a pill like panadol or something for the pain mm. you get fever straight away let's let's drop the fever down mm. so literally that disconnects us from from all the feelings and the sensations and all the stuff True, yeah. you know it's 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 a yeah. normal process of of the body to actually like do that you know so if we spend our lives avoiding pain we won't be able to feel pleasure to its greatest extent yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. wow yeah and there's something you mentioned earlier as well about the um the trauma cycle or the pain cycle, if you're experiencing pain or experience a trauma, it'll be a massive cycle to, is it let it go or release it or, f or complete the cycle? Yeah, so, so, yeah so, so basically like a lot of the times uh, when you have a traumatic experience, mm. it's literally energy stuck on your body that is not getting expressed. Mm. So to give you an example for myself, like I had a car accident when I was 16. Mm. It was a collision like with 140 kilometers on a wall in the corner. Okay, I wasn't wearing any seatbelt or I didn't have an airbag. So basically we crashed with 140 kilometers and my body, my whole body absorbed that force. Imagine like what 100 kilometers, 140 kilometers. Straight, straight into a wall. Straight the, to a wall, an angle. literally with that, with that speed. So imagine the force that my body absorbed mm. and that has to go somewhere. Mm. So it was literally trapped on my body. It was so intense that literally I broke my femur in half. Mm. My face got smashed on the dashboard like I was destroyed completely. Mangled, yeah. yeah, stayed in the hospital like 12, 13 days. So I had all this trapped energy in my body and then I lived for for close to, to two decades until I actually properly like released that energy. Um, I lived like with so much intensity and, and, and uh, you know, constantly or fight or flight and I felt like exactly that way it felt it felt like all this energy trapped on my body that that needed to come out and I was so angry so intense uh, like I was trying to, to to express that energy but obviously there's no there's no education you know uh, I had PTSD after that nobody was talking about PTSD back then when I had the accident mm -hmm. and all the stuff so I literally lived for so long and the only way that you can deal with usually like what happens, you're trying to medicate yourself. So usually it's caffeine, like stimulants and all the stuff, trying to, to, to yeah. you know, to medicate for that. You know, for me it was pornography, sex, like in general, like there was so much energy that needed mm -hmm. to come out and I had like to, to figure out how. So the thing is, if you express the energy or expel the energy in some way, yeah. will that remove the PTSD? That PTSD is a different thing, but actually completing that, that energetic cycle and actually mm -hmm. allowing that energy to come out of the body, and it can happen like various ways, it can happen through tremoring and all the stuff, you know, mm -hmm. you can do it through plant medicine ceremonies, you can do it through somatic, uh, you know, like uh, practices and all the stuff and different modalities, you know, even kinesiology, like there's so many different, yeah. different ways that you can actually go about it, but, you know, like, in a physical level, mm. actually le letting that express, this is like, this is literally like all this energy comes out from the body and all of a sudden you feel, you notice like uh, all this lightness in your body. And, and first of all, is a big thing for the nervous system. Yeah. Because remember, this is an imprint, a, a trauma imprint on the nervous system. So when that is expressed, 
it makes massive difference after, wow. after those. Because in, in your session, um, as I was breathing through, I felt like my, my stomach down to my base was like a knot, just like yep. completely getting a towel, wringing it out. I felt like my whole body was being ringed out like that, which I didn't realize it was yep. like that all the time. Yep. I love breathing into it and I was opening up more and more and more. I got to a certain point where I felt like my entire skin was breathing. Yep. Like the wind would blow through me like it was so open. Um, is that actually releasing, like you said, releasing trauma, releasing energy out of the body that allows that feeling or response yeah. to happen? Yeah, so, so again, like, you know, it can be from a traumatic experience, it can be like a blockage that you have, mm. you know, you can, you can, you can, you know, describe it in so many different ways. Like people mm. talk about the chakras, you know, it can be in yeah. the, it can be in the tissues, so it can be on the energetic body, it can be on your physical body, in the actual like tissues and all that stuff. Mm. It can be in a joint, for example. Like it's all energy. So actually, like working through the body, physical, energetic, and all the stuff, and actually letting th things like move through and all the stuff, yeah. then you actually experience like so many shifts mm. within. Because that know. that was just breathing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Strong breath work. It was yeah, yeah. yelling at it. It was yelling, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A bit of yelling and breath work. But it's amazing that just by breathing or even speaking, yelling, it's releasing so yeah, much yeah. energy over yeah, yeah. years, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. And that's a thing. Like, you know, we can, we can talk about so many different things. Like, for example, like people, they, they don't talk at all about the energetic body, for example, because they cannot see it. Mm. You know, your, your aura, in a sense, like, and all that yeah. stuff. But you can go like to therapists, for example, that are such, uh, such profound energy healers and they can actually see through and scan your, 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 your aura, basically your energy fields mm. and all that stuff. And they can actually release from there also like wow. stuff, you know. Damn, there's cool. so many, there's so many, you know, like things that, you know, mm. it depends what you believe in and how open you are to, to yeah. ideas. And, you know, I had very profound experiences with healers, with with plant medicine and all that stuff. So for me personally, like I'm very open to, to, yeah. to, to everything, you know. Well, the thing that tricks me the most is our breath work. Yeah. How people can just breathing a certain way can give them an altered state of consciousness. Yeah. Also activate trauma within their body and then they can release it. Yeah. What is it about the breath work that allows that to happen? Like what is really happening when we're doing yeah, yeah. breath work? So, so the most important thing like with breath work and especially like when you're doing conscious uh, connective breath Mm. Um, you know, there's so many different like uh, types of breath work. You have like holotropic, rebirthing, uh, biodynamic, like there's so many different ones, but essentially they're all conscious connected breaths, connected mm. breaths. So the thing is with that, so when you actually take control of your own breathing and you breathe in a certain way, you know, you can uh, usually those ones you breathe only through the mouth because yeah. it's a completely different type of breath compared to the nose. Mm. So when you breathe through the mouth like consciously and you connect with everything, you can breathe inside your belly, you can breathe inside your diaphragm and all the stuff. But essentially what happens, you follow a specific pattern and after a while, basically your default, default mode network of the brain switches off. Mm. So there's no, um, you know, there's not like the, the ego identity and all that stuff. It turns off. It turns off completely. It's almost like a psychedelic experience, for example. And what happens, so as soon as that goes, so you basically almost surrender to, to your body and your body has the opportunity to release. And it can happen in so many different ways. Like 
some people they have like a very blissful experience for so for the first time they actually get inside their body and it can be very pleasurable and blissful people can have orgasms through experiences like that mm-hmm. you know they can connect with themselves in that way yeah. because they've they, they cannot connect with the sexual energy for example or there is a lot of energy trapped and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it starts to move you may start releasing trauma or or you experience trauma resolution you can start have tremors like your body gets the opportunity to release like all this energy you know, mm-hmm. from traumatic experiences and all that stuff. You know, you can yawn, like laugh uncontrollably, you know, uh, scream, you know, mm-hmm. anger may come up and all yeah. that stuff. You can access, because you access these different like states of consciousness, this is where the magic happens. The same with plant medicine and all that stuff. But there's no substance involved. All you have to do is literally just, just breathe in a certain way, you know, surrender to that. And after a while, it's almost you are getting breathed you're not breathing anymore. True, like, it true. just just happens, you know. You, you mentioned sexual energy there as well. Yep. <clears throat> How does one begin to cultivate or harness or channel more sexual energy to make sex more of a spiritual experience rather than a purely <laughs> physical experience? Oh, man, that's <laughs> that's a deep subject, but it's it's one of my favorite ones. Um, the thing is, in regards to sexuality, like for example, uh, especially because of the lack of education and all the stuff and the disconnection that most of us experience like from childhood, even the way we view our own body and especially our genitals and sexual, sexuality in general, mm. is so, it's so distorted. And then you add pornography in that way because most of the time, like, you know, this is where we get our education, mm. you know, through pornography. And, and all you see there is basically disconnected, like, raw, uh, you know, sex sometimes, yeah. a lot of the times even abusive and all the stuff. And even the way women are portrayed, even the way men are, are you know, like expressing themselves and all the stuff, it's very distorted. But mm. we think that that's the way to go about it. Then also in regards to us men, for example, you know, we, we, feel, uh, we feel that energy in a young age and we start to connect with that. You know, you have your first ejac- ejaculation for the first time, for example, and all of a sudden you, you experience this intense, you know, orgasmic energy and all that stuff, and you associate orgasm with pleasure. You think that that's it. Mm -hmm. So what do we do? We spend all this year after that, literally trying to chase that feeling. Mm. And because we focus on that, so it's not about actually connecting with your genitals, your body, and exploring your own pleasure and all that stuff. The only thing that we chase is literally an orgasm. The other thing is also men use it actually to to relax mm. because essentially you're literally losing all your creative energy. You know, we create life mm. through our semen. So imagine the potency that, that, that our semen has. Yeah. But do, what do we do? We literally just waste it, you know? Mm. You, you waste it in the bathroom or like, you know, everywhere and all the stuff, yeah, literally yeah. not even having that consciousness, that understanding that what you're doing. Mm. But because it calms you down, because essentially you're losing all this powerful energy, you know, it's, it's literally like a, like, like a stress relief. And this is how we, we literally wire our nervous system. Mm. And that's how we connect with ourselves. So it's literally most of the times, not even five minutes, just mm. to, you know, have a wank or, you just, know. Just to relax or go to yeah, sleep yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like literally a lot of men just do it just to, to before bed so they can actually finally like, uh, you know, distress and, and mm. have the ability to fall asleep, you know? Yeah. So it's very, it's, it's very distorted, disconnected and all the stuff. And we never get the opportunity to properly connect with our body. 
And remember, like uh, our sexual energy is the most powerful energy we have. Mm. It's literally so creative. So actually learning how to create that energy, first of all, you know, because what, what do we do at the moment? We literally, um, literally seek it externally, always. Mm. It will either be through any kind of stimulation, like through pornography, through images, all sorts of images and all that stuff, through creating the images in our head from our past experiences with women or anything like that. So it's all external. How many men do you think actually sit down with themselves consciously and actually create their pleasure, their own arousal? It doesn't happen. Mm. You know, I've, 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 yeah. sat, I've sat in front of so many men and all that stuff and literally yeah. like I asked them, okay, have you ever sat down with yourself Okay, with the intention to experience your own pleasure and create your own arousal. Because the problem with us men is we're always seeking for the outcome. Mm. You're seeking for to get a hard on, you're seeking to ejaculate, you're seeking to, to, to the orgasm. Mm. So you're not actually allowing yourself to experience, you know, the mm. whole process until you go there. So we never do that. And, and that happens in life in general. What do we do? We always seek like a number, you know, a goal. We're always chasing something. Mm -hmm. But what happens? What about the process? What about the adventure to go there? Yeah. So if you don't learn how to experience that and, and enjoy the ride, it's always going to be just chasing stuff True. without actually connecting really, really with anything, you know? Mm. And that's, that's, that's the thing with sexuality and all that stuff. So, so it's basically a process of unlearning, first of all, and then actually putting the hard work because it is hard work and it's very, very, very difficult in the beginning. Yeah. Imagine, imagine you wired yourself, especially for guys, they are in their 40s or even 50s. You wired your nervous system for decades to literally chase that feeling. You've never connected with yourself and all of a sudden you have to sit down with, with yourself, with your body, with your thoughts, okay? The sensations, mm. if you feel them, some people they don't, and actually go through a process like that. Well. And all the stories come up, you know, oh, I'm not getting hard. There's a problem with me. There's the performance thing. I need to perform. Mm. And that's the problem also with men when they interact with women. You know, it's all about performance. You know, they stress so much before they even go into the act. You know, like, you know, you organize to go and see a woman, for example, and you're thinking for all the days before that, you know, oh, I need to get hard. What I'm going to use f for it? How long can I last? What can I do to last longer? Like all those different thoughts. Yeah. How I'm going to, you know, have sex with her or, or whatever, you know, all these different things. So what does that do? You literally, you're so disconnected from your body. Okay. And you're staying in your mind. So do you think even that woman is going to actually feel you at all? She won't. She won't. Literally, like, th yeah. think about even yourself and all that stuff. I think of myself when I was younger a lot of the times. Yeah. It's always like, literally, you're there, but you're actually not. You're, you're having all these thoughts uh, at, 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 during the yeah. act and all yeah. the stuff, you know. Oh, am I, am, I, am I good? Like, you know, is she mm. feeling? Like, all these different things. Yeah. But you're, you're never actually in your body to, to actually even, even experiencing, experience the pleasure for yourself. Actually mm. enjoy the process. Yeah, you know, and then you make it all a lot of the times, you know, you, you make it also like th there's 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 men that they make it all about the woman. Also, they mm -hmm. focus so much if they gonna satisfy the woman that they cannot experience anything for themselves, you know, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And either they completely like freak out and all the stuff and they, you know, they start having all these problems with their erections and everything else because it's a psychological thing, you know, like mm. there's so many things that <laughs> you can yeah, say it's, about it. It's a big can of worms, man. I totally relate to everything you just said. Yeah, like, um, yeah, I, I've been there also, man. Like, you know, mm. that's well, the thing. The, the, the trap of thoughts and judgment. And yeah, yeah. Stuff, like, um, so many things. But it's not even you, man. Like, that, that's the thing, you know. And then if you identify yourself with those thoughts, every single time that you will try to, to, to you know, to enjoy yourself, like, with mm -hmm. a woman and all that stuff, it's consistently getting worse and worse. I like, had this thought know. the other day, actually. Um, I walked through Hyde Park, and I kept thinking and thinking yep. and thinking. And I'm like, why do I keep overthinking? Why am I overanalyzing? And why do I... Um, waste so much time yep. in these thoughts and um this voice my thoughts said back to me is like because you think your thoughts are important yeah yeah but they're not yep it's this chatter like they're not important don't let them take you um but i still get caught in those those traps yeah, 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 yeah. but um yeah. what, what have you used to actually better turn that voice off and really get into your body like obviously there's practices but how would you do it like on a day in the moment what are some things you just do to quickly just oh wait shit, check myself and let's come back First of all, the easiest way to do it is literally access it through your breath. Mm. If you don't actually connect with your breath to slow things down, you cannot access anything. So literally, even, even simple things like, like having that awareness, okay, I'm, 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 my, my mind goes on into a spiral, I'm so activated up here and all that stuff. My nervous system is, you know, in, in hyper arousal. If you don't actually slow down things, and the easiest way to do it is through your breath, breathing through the nose, literally simple things like, and just slow down everything. As soon as you slow down everything, then you can start, you know, nice. implementing like different things. Another thing is I got a prescription for medical marijuana recently. Okay, we have. I've been trying it out, doing different things. Yep. Um, I become aware of different sensations and different thoughts and different happenings yep. within my being with this plant. And I'm like, what? how does these plants affect us in such a profound way? And how does one really begin working with plants and plant medicine or whatever yeah. else to really get the most out of it without mm -hmm. just going to party, but really yeah, yeah, using yeah. it for what it's worth? Oh, <laughs> cannabis, for example. Um, and I'm so glad that you brought the conversation about that because mm. this is a plant that I really respect and I have connected with it in such a deep way. So I have a deep reverence about this mm. plant. Um, but, I, but also at the same time, uh, I really understand as a collective what has happened with our relationship with this plant also. Because think about cannabis. Cannabis is a, is a very feminine. Mm. It's a very feminine energy. Actually, they call it the slut master plan. The what? The slut, slut master, master plan. Because it's think nice. about it. So men, for example, see how they treat cannabis. They literally abuse it. And that actually really shows the relationship between the masculine and the feminine. For so many thousands of years, literally we have, you know, men were scared of the power that women had, you know, we burned them on the stick, like, you know, suppress them so much yeah. and all the stuff. Like, you know, that, that's, that's how the feminine has been treated for thousands of years. Mm. And think of what, how men use cannabis, for example. They literally abuse it they don't connect with it. And it's actually an attempt for them to connect with their feminine energy. Yeah. That's essentially what, what cannabis represents. So men have been so disconnected from their own feminine energy and they have treated the feminine in such ways that cannabis came into 
<laughs> into <laughs> into play and all the stuff and we're literally trying as men to connect back with our own feminine energy which is literally our flow our play our creative energy exploring mm. ourselves connecting with our body think of cannabis what it does like you 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 consume it you smoke it or whatever and straight away it lights up your whole body this mm -hmm. is an attempt to get out of here and literally get into your body. Wow. But most men, they still abuse it and have it so much, but they still cannot yeah. go there. And that shows our relationship in general, like, you know. That's true. I heard if you, if you abuse the plant, it'll begin to abuse you back. Yeah, but, but, but there's been times when I've been doing marijuana day by yeah, day by day, yeah. I'll start getting very depressed yeah. or low moods. I'm like, what the hell's happening? Yeah, yeah. But it's obviously... But that's the thing, man. It, it takes over, like, literally. You know, when, when you abuse something, what do you think is going to happen? Like, that's a thing. Yeah. And this is, the, this is the biggest problem that we have in general. So, you know, governments have vilified, like, psychedelics and cannabis and all that stuff. Mm. And we both know the reasons, like, why and everything else. But at the same time, you know, how do we go, how do we change things and all that stuff? And it all has to do with education. For example, first of all, educate people about every single substance, you know, and how to actually connect with it properly, understand it, and and you know, and then actually decide if they if it's good for them or not, you know, because when you actually understand the medicine, and you go with intentions and with respect, and you connect with it, mm -hmm. it's a completely different experience than literally being, you know, a teenager and all that stuff, and someone gives you a joint, then all of a sudden yeah. you get blasted, and then it becomes your reality because all of a sudden you escape yeah, your true. problems and. Well, what I find funny, working in mental health for over three years now, I've met people, either nurses or pe various people in different fields, they always say that, look, with cannabis, right? Yep. There is a gene or a sequence of genomes in people. Yep. They even have cannabis once, they have a psychotic break and never come back. And I've met so many people who said, oh, I've met someone like that. I know I've heard of someone like that. Yep. They've heard of it. But when I ask who, name one person. Yeah, yeah. They can't ever name a person, <laughs> but they say that they know someone, but... They know someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no one's ever pinpointed and said, this person, I've never met this person. Yeah. And no one I know, I know plenty of people who've done marijuana, and they've all been fine. Like, no one's had any yeah, issues yeah. with it. So I'm like wondering, this is some grand lie to you know, scrutinize the yeah, plant yeah, yeah. with this mystery psychotic illness, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's so, there's so, yeah, yeah, there's so much of that. Like, but that's, that's the thing, like, that's the barriers that they have put, you know, between us mm. and, and the plants or medicines and all the stuff. So we won't actually like, uh, so we won't connect with them. Mm. You know, they created all these stories and all the stuff. And, and you know, even, even you hear all these stories about LSD and about mushrooms and people losing their minds and jumping from windows and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> sounds, like sounds like meth. Yeah, yeah, like that's a thing. Do you think, like in general, if, even with, with drugs like that, with meth and everything, if you took these people and you actually put them in a safe environment, Okay, and you provided an experience, a guided experience for them, even with a drug like that, it would be a completely different story. Mm, you know? Be, yeah. Th that's the thing. And, and again, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't well, say like, like, you know. I, I knew a guy who got um, addicted to meth. Yep. He was in real estate, a really good friend of mine. He just happened to be in a bit of a depressive state, yep. quite lonely. Some woman came into his life and this woman was smoking meth. She yep. got him to smoke it. He got addicted to it. And I was seeing him at the last stages of his life before he was dying. We were catching yeah. up and I was like, why do you do it? Yeah. Why are you still doing it? You, you, can, you can turn away. And he's like, he said, um, when he was little, his mom used to like smash plates and glass and it would abuse him and he just couldn't, you know. Yeah. He lost his relationship with himself and with the feminine. 
And now when he has these drugs, it's the only moment he has where he says, if I dance, I'm Michael Jackson. He's like, if I sing, I'm, I'm George Michael. If I, you know, if he, if he does anything, he's just having the best time of his life on this drug. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I don't want to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's decided that life was too traumatic. He couldn't deal with his trauma. So when he smokes yeah, yeah. meth, it's his escape. And he's pretty much willing yeah, to yeah. die for that. And I was like, fuck, that's... The, uh, there's so many stories like insane, that. So you know? there's so many people that their pain body is so intense. Mm. You know? Like, and especially when it gets activated, they mm. cannot deal with it and all the stuff. And when a substance like that comes into play, mm. even if it's meth or, you know, like... Um, heroin or like any any Whatever, sorts yeah. of those drugs and all the stuff because they get that feeling of bliss like for the first time it's 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 almost game over like after that mm. you know it's almost yeah. game over where where on the other side like if you have an experience with with you know mushrooms and psilocybin and like other medicines and all the stuff like mm. it would be a completely different story because it really starts to create that connection you know, like with your body, you go into your psyche and you can really access things in a completely different way. And it's such, sure. a, such, a, such a healing process, especially yeah. if you are guided and you feel safe through, through that experience. Yeah, yeah. You I've know. heard some amazing stories through psilocybin. Like, I've done it a few times. Every time I've done it, it's, it's been yeah. a good experience, never, yeah. never a negative experience. Yeah. But I have, heard of people do, I have heard of people having negative experiences. Yeah. What do you think brings that on? If someone's doing something like this and they have a really bad trip, it's like... What do you consider a negative experience or a, or a bad trip? When like, that's the thing. When you become a danger to yourself and others. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a bad trip. <laughs> <laughs> so again, so... When, when there's so much resistance internally and all the stuff, and all of a sudden the medicine will, will, show, you, uh, will show you something or will mirror you something that you need to work with, and you're not ready to go there and you freak out mm. and you don't access your breath so you can actually calm down the nervous system or you don't have someone to support you through that process, yeah. this is where thing can, things can go wrong. Yeah. Because again, there's so many people that are, you know, like, oh, they've heard, even now, like, there, there's this big thing now, okay, let's go and do mushrooms or, or let's go and do mm. ayahuasca or everything and all that stuff. But nobody talks about actually, um, you know, like the, the process of... of how to, to, to do that and what the, the right environment or setting should be, how people should, should prepare for something like that. Mm. Nobody talks about, for example, there's so many people that they even go to the jungle. And, and if you are on a trauma vortex state, okay, and you are so hyper aroused and all that stuff, and you go into an experience like that, mm. which is so intense, and a lot yeah. of the times it can be very, very harsh, and your, your nervous system is not ready for that, you can get re-traumatized again. Well, you know, so there's so many, there's so many things that we can say even so about the, the that. The dangers are real, right? Always, like everything is a risk, bro. Like yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing. Everything is a risk, you know? Yeah. And, and you have to, essentially life, we have to take risks. Otherwise you will never, mm. you know, figure out things. That's true, we're gonna mitigate the risks though. You, know? you have to, yeah. Um, is possession an actual, like a factor of concern when people are doing uh, big amounts of psychedelics in parties or in, in the wrong setting. Is that like a genuine thing, do you reckon? Or yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. Like I've seen, I've seen it happening, like, yeah. you know, I've seen it happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've seen it with people that I know, like, and in general, even through my own experiences and all the stuff, like, because I've been like very deep and I keep, um, 
exploring myself like in those ways like that's that's my own process i'm not saying that everybody has to do that so for me that's how i learn i learn through actually immersing myself into the dark Mm. you know like my 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 shadow my darkness and like that's that's my process and and my pain so Mm. i learn through that you know and through my own experiences I've, i've i've interacted with certain energies i've I've seen different things and all that stuff, and I've seen a lot of things around me also from other people. Mm. And I've seen people losing themselves, and, and you can see like that, that possession. It almost feels that, you know, a parasite or an entity mm. gets over them. Wow. That's why it's so, it's so important to really create that resilience and that strength on a physical level or a mental level, your nervous system. So, so that's a thing, because if you go on a, on a very deep experience, you know, and you're not ready for that. Like anything can happen. So, what is the best state to be in going into a into a ceremony like that? Do you need to be at your best, strength, mentally, physically? How should you be when you walk into that that ceremony? It's 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 about going somewhere uh, with people that they have been trained properly, mm. that they understand trauma, mm. they understand where you're at. Okay, they understand you first of all. What you you know, what experiences you had in the past. Mm. So there, there needs to be like a big process of, you know, profiling in a sense and understanding like, you know, what's happening with each individual. Mm. Okay. So there's, there, there's need, there needs to be like a lot of groundwork before even entering there and all sure. that stuff, you know. And because unfortunately, like people even go to the jungle and all that stuff and, and there's nothing like that, mm. you know. You, you are thrown in a, in a big space of, 20, 30 people and all that stuff and... Mm. That's true. You know, if, if you are in a bad situation, yep. so you take them at a party, you go to some ceremony and things go for a bit of a term, someone's trauma's coming up or your trauma's coming up and you don't feel safe. Yep. How could you manage that situation? Let's say if your friend was freaking out, yep. is there anything you can do to help them or you just call an ambulance and say, look, we're checking out? Like, what no, no, can, you, what can, can you, really do to you can definitely help them. Like, there's so many ways that you can actually calm them down and all that stuff mm. and you can actually get them to feel safe in the environment mm. because essentially that's what happens they're freaking out and all the stuff and they yeah. feel you know they feel unsafe in mm. in, in that state Perfect. and there's a lot to be done also like after experiences like that so no matter what experience you had on on the ceremony and and you know like through through a retreat for example or something there's a the integration process is even more important than the actual medicine experience mm. and this is where where the big problem is like in general yeah. things are getting better like you know there's a lot of more integration like retreat centers and all the stuff there's courses like and people are trained in in actually supporting people through mm. through the integration process process i've actually done like a, a a program like that which is a trauma-informed plant medicine integration course well wow. and you're actually understanding like the whole process properly mm. to support people in that way yeah you know so things are shifting a lot you know yeah, things are shifting a lot because the thing is, not everybody's like me, for example, you know. I, I can, I've been to so many experiences and all that stuff, and I know how to hold myself. And even when I wasn't experienced and all that stuff, and I was going through the experience, mm. I'm resilient enough and I could actually, like, deal with the situations. Yeah. But a lot of people are not, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I that, that's, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's why it's all about, like, the, the education and educating people and, and really creating an experience for them that, you know, they, they really go through a process of, mm. first of all, you know, like calming down the nervous system and getting them resourced, which yeah. is very important. 
because they will have the resources even through the experience to actually deal with com what comes up and what they face through the experience. And then after the, the yeah. whole process, you know, another, another, yeah. you know. I'll give the question for you. Um, yep. When it comes to being in your body and embodying things more, like really feeling the body and living within it, things like the urges for sex, food, violence, procrastinations, and the things that the body sort of leads us astray in a sense. Why do you think it's the body that leads you there? <laughs> What's that? Why do you think it's the body that leads you there? I think because the body generates uh, testosterone or holds the trauma, but like I've heard these many different uh, teachings from spiritualism, so to speak, of yep. like always be with the spirit, not of the body and earthly things and that sort of stuff. So <laughs> how, how does one really begin to overcome those urges and addictions and drive to the body to sort of become above that or integrate that it's in, not a healthy, about, in a healthy way? But anyway, yeah, 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 it's not about like being above that. Like this whole bullshit of transcending transcending myself above the ego or above this yeah. and above. It's all fucking bullshit, bro. Mm -hmm. It's all about integrating everything in your body. We literally come back from a consciousness state to have the human experience again. But yet you see all these people and a lot of spiritual teachers and they tell you basically to, to go back being a god, essentially, like, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But what's the point? And this is the thing, like, people are missing the opportunity of really understanding how how amazing this vessel that we all fucking this meat sack that we all get is you know mm. and that's the thing there's no manual into it that it's your own responsibility to really learn how to use your own and you can do so many things with that like if, if you actually think how many things this this vessel allow us to 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 experience mm. like how beautiful the human experience is if you allow yourself to go in, <laughs> I don't have to say anything else. Yeah. And the thing is, the thing is like even with, with embodiment and all that stuff, like you said about like actually, you know, transcending or what spiritual teachers say and all that stuff. Mm. And you can see a lot of them, they're not, they're not even there. You know, you, you, you look at them and they're not even there. Mm. You know, when you are embodied, so I can put it in a simple, in a simple way. When you are embodied and you actually, you, you access your body and your mind at the same time, you can experience interoception, which is basically actually um, like literally f sensing everything within, mm. exteroception, so your external environment and all that stuff, mm. and perception. So literally at the same time that I'm talking to you now, I'm fully aware of what's happening inside of me what mm. sensations I'm experiencing in my body, if I have, you know, if I feel anything on my feet and my hands, if there's something, a tightness or something, any other sensations, mm. I can actually feel everything on my periphery and my environment, mm. you know? I literally am fully aware of everything. I'm present with everything, my internal space and my external space. Well, so you this, is, this is literally what, what being embodied is. So you can literally feel the nervous system of somebody else? A hundred percent. Mm. Because uh, this is this is uh, this is a no normal process. Yeah. So literally, your nervous system at any given point it scans everything around it for threat. Mm. And then there's the social engagement system, which is basically the second part of the of the vagus nerve that got developed through through our evolution, all the stuff, mm. which is the the ventral vagus nerve, basically that goes through the front of the face and all the stuff. Okay. Mm. So so when you are you know like. Uh, um, when your nervous system is regulated, you actually feel safe and you can actually interact with your external environment also. Mm. 
That's the thing. That's the, our so social engagement system. But see, majority of people, what happens out there? They don't. Like they can't. They can't. They don't feel safe at all, mm -hmm. because because they're either stuck on fight or flight, or freeze the response, which is that dorsal vagus nerve. You know, mm -hmm. and that's part of essentially like for 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 that work that everybody has to do, regulate the nervous system and having the ability to basically connect in that way. You know, nice, yeah. so my nervous system, like I'm in a state consistently, like I actually feel safe. Mm. You know, but but I'm ready at the same time. When you are regulated, when you actually scan that threat, you are ready to switch on fight or flight, and you're ready to engage with that. Mm. Otherwise, you can't. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the a thing. Isn't there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So being regulated or being on the social engagement, it's not about. Um, being like you know love and light and you know like blah 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 mm. you need to have the ability to switch on your nervous system and go to to, to the sympathetic and all the stuff and if you need to fight or you need to engage with something that needs to happen mm. and that happens even with your life and all that stuff True. if you cannot engage in the morning like with your tasks and everything else and you procrastinate and you literally like you stay stuck that means you are on a freeze response also so there's a lot of things that we need to consider, like in general, yeah. and it, it all has to do with the nervous system, like our physiology, basically. Beautiful. And if we do a quick pause, I'll check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're still good. We're still good. Your battery up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, nice. I can know that. I can know that. Out. I was just making sure, man. <laughs> all right, dude. Um, you've had some pretty profound experiences through meditation, through breath work, and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever come across? Um, Entities such as demons, angels, and things like that. Yep. And if you have or have not, what are your thoughts on where these origins come from of demons yeah. and angels and, and things of that nature? <laughs> yeah. I, again, yeah. Like I had very profound experiences, and I definitely have connected, like with, you know, with entities like that, whichever way you want to call it, like demonic or angels or stuff like that. Mm. Um, but the thing is. Uh, at least for myself and the way I experience things, there's no attachment. So even when I face something like that, even if it's good or bad, I don't, I don't consider it, first of all, good or bad. So for example, if, I'm, if, if, if I have an experience like with, with a plant medicine, for example, and a dark energy comes into me and all the stuff, I just really try to connect with it. And I face it with a way like there's no, uh, there's no fear, there's no judgment, there's no, oh my God, like, you know, this came just to me and all the stuff. I'm just present, I'm just observing and all the stuff. And completely I just neutral. Huh? Completely neutral. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. There's no, that, and that's the thing, like, f at least. But how do you maintain your emotional state when there's something you don't know that seems nefarious? And you're like, I'm just neutral, like. Man, that, that's, that's something that I've cultivated through, through, you know, my experiences and all the stuff. And essentially, like, at least for me, that's why I kept exploring like this world and all that stuff. Like because for me, it's all about learning. You know, I want to connect with the medicines, like all the different medicines and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. I want to connect with their spirit first of all and their consciousness, yeah. and I want to learn from them. So when it shows me something like something demonic in a sense, it tries to tell me something. So I'm trying to learn. Okay, so what it what does it try to tell me? I don't see it in oh I'm I'm oh I'm doomed oh like this came to me or yeah. or I'm get, gonna get possessed and all that. Like, there's nothing like that for me. So so what should one do if they are in a situation where they where they are face to face with some dark entity? Yeah. What are some things you can do to a protect yourself and b to 
keep your composure yeah, yeah. in those states, like, yeah. from your experience? You can do a lot of things. So first of all, you know, like, actually, like, ask, you know, like, what are you trying to show me? Why you're here? Like, communicate with, with it. Mm. If you see that, that it persists and all that stuff and you feel like any sort of fear or, or this thing is trying to, to get you, when, for when example. When it feels like a psychic attack. So yeah, yeah. When, when that happens and all that stuff, this is the state that you really need to, you know, like, take a stand and say, basically, you know, I'm not afraid of you, you know, mm. and basically either treat it with love and send love back to it because love for me personally, like, when you connect with that energy, everything mm. dissipates, mm. you know? True. That's a thing. It, uh, for me, it's, all, uh, it's acceptance, basically, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. How, how does one, um, when you say connect with love, it's like, it's going to be a very loaded question, but <laughs> how, how do you connect with love uh, on call like this? Is this something that you want to cultivate and feel, or is it something you can command, or how do you really begin yeah. that experience? And I know it's a very yeah. tough question. But uh, tough. Like, um, you know, joy and, and love, like in general, all those high vibration like uh, mm. states and all the stuff are natural state. This is our natural state. So, for example, for myself, this is that something that I'm experiencing at the moment. I feel it's the first time in my life, especially the last four weeks, mm. that, I've, that I've reached to that stage, stage, state of full acceptance like I, like there's no judgment everything is welcome and all that stuff mm. and i just feel so so peaceful and joyful and you know even even when emotions come up or something affects me and all the stuff there's yeah. no the, there's no attachment like you know i just mm. deal with it and you know i just respond there's no reactivity basically fair enough okay you don't, re- yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't react yeah yeah and, and love and love love personally for myself like I experienced from a young kid like unconditional love, especially mm. from my mom. Mm. Like this, this is what I've experienced. So, so this is something that I knew it was always there, mm. and this is something that I always had to give to people and all the stuff in my relationships, in my yeah. friendships, like in general, in everything. So, th- through through my healing journey and exploring myself, like spiritually and all the ways that I have done, I've learned how to access that state like more frequently and all the stuff and actually connecting with that like in general so when you are in that stage state i feel everything around you you know like uh, flourishes basically mm. you know yeah that, that's very true man yeah well 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 said dude i'm just gonna quickly scan through these make sure i'm not missing any questions here yeah 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 um have you ever had a near-death experience or an nde uh, uh near-death experience or NDE, like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where you physically, like, sort of die and have an experience come back. Yeah. Have you had one of those? Yeah, well, like, the accident was one of them. Yeah. You know? Did, did you experience a life other than this physical life during that time you were in hospital and with the, with the crash and that sort of thing? Did I experience another form of life during um, that time of the crash in the hospital? Yeah. It's actually, it's actually really interesting actually revisiting that because especially the past... The past two or three years, I've been there a lot, and I was trying to understand it because it felt after having that near-death experience, it was almost um, I was almost feeling that there's something protecting me. Mm. I almost felt like almost indestructible. That no matter what, like I'm mm. just. It's almost like I'm feeling this energy that, that that protects me. So imagine actually surviving such a horrific crash, 
you know mm. uh, like then then after that like that's that's how i felt it almost feels that i have like this energy or wings wings behind me and no matter what like i'm protected do, do you, you feel know? do you feel that's god or do you feel that's fate <laughs> it's both <laughs> it's both like yeah. you know like we can talk about spirit guides we can talk about things like that but for me personally because I'm a feeling person, I'm not a visual person and all that stuff. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of those people that really see entities and uh, talk to, you know, to, 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 you know, like energies mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Like for me, I feel everything. So for me, I just feel that something is with me and, and it's mm -hmm. always there for me. So even when I do sessions with people, for example, and all the stuff, mm. I just call that energy to, to express through me alongside my own, mm -hmm. you know? So that's a thing. It's about connecting with. So you you with can call upon there. that energy. That huh? you can call upon that energy. With yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Like you know, and I do have like faith. Faith is a big thing. Like uh, I really want. I really want to touch on that because religion, in particular, have robbed us from having faith in ourselves, mm. and actually our uh, our perception of of God or what the Creator is, for example is so distorted through religion yeah. because essentially they make us believe that it's something external mm. some someone that always looks at you judges you like you know and there's there's that relationship that we actually they tell you to to have faith in that outside of you mm. so that's another way that we disconnect and we really need to bring that in mm. having understanding that everything is inside you know, and connecting with that and having faith on your own, you know, abilities, power, you know, like creativity, force, like all, all these different things, like bringing everything in, this is where the game changes completely. Mm. And you can actually start to live according to, you know, to your, to your true potentials and stuff yeah. and all that stuff. Okay, so if there was someone out there who was um, feeling like they were out of control, Yep. Like their environment is just creating them and it's just in circumstances and victimization and they're just not getting on with their life. Yeah. What would be the best place to start for someone to take control of their, over their environment and really begin to thrive First, in, in this yeah. 3D reality? <laughs> First of all, there isn't such things as control. Out of control? <laughs> control doesn't exist, bro. Doesn't exist. The, more, the more you try to control things, the more out of control you are. That, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really, what what can you actually control? Like that's true, the thing, true. you know. So the only you, the only one that tries to control is literally the ego identity, mm. because that's how that's how it finds identity. Basically, that's how it keeps true, existing. True. So how how do we improve our circumstances without taking control? Change your environment. That's the best thing that you can do. Yeah. Literally, change your environment. Change the people around you. If the people that you have around you do not support where you want to go they're not aligned with your own values and all the stuff and you cannot actually like connect, you know, yeah. change it. Mm. If the environment that you are in supports um, your trauma, keeps you in that state, mm. it triggers you consistently and triggers that response within your body mm. and your pain body consistently, you will have to change that. To yeah. give you an example, if I didn't remove myself from Greece nine and a half years ago, Mm. So literally take myself completely away from the environment that I had all the triggers and put myself in a, in a new environment that there was none of that. 
so I can actually give a break to my system first of all and have the ability to reflect on everything, mm. reflect on the culture, on the people, on my behaviors and patterns and, and all that stuff, I wouldn't be able to change. True. So the first thing that you can do, change your environment. If you are in an abusive relationship, fucking remove yourself from that. Mm. You're not going to be able to change. You know, and True. for a lot of people, if they have been through abuse, emotional abuse, like physical abuse from a young age, that's all they know. So that's their safety in a sense, that, that mm. what feels home for them. Mm. But they're not going to be able to change unless you actually remove yourself from that. So you can actually heal mm. and you need to support yourself, like put, put people around you that can support you on your, on your new journey, your new environment. It's very important, man. It's very yeah. important. You're not, you're not able to change if you don't change your, envi your environment at the same time. That's true. Your external environment, mm. you know, because yeah. you're not going to be able to go inwards properly mm. when you have all these triggers around you. That's very, that's very true, right? I think what the Buddha said, um, if you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. <laughs> if, you work, if you can work through those triggers, right? You know, yeah, 100% yeah. well. You know, I'm nine and a half years here and I still haven't been back. <laughs> Legit, like, yeah. I, 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 I was trying to understand that, like, what happened to me and I haven't been for nine and a half years back to visit my family. Mm. And, and, and there's a lot of disconnection happened there. Mm. Like, a lot of disconnection. There, there was a lot of fear of me putting back myself, my new self, my new evolved self into that same environment with all those triggers. There's a, there was a lot of fear there. Mm. You know, but I couldn't understand it, you know, but I connected through that. And now my process is like, I feel this is the next step for myself personally to do some exposure therapy and finally take myself there, connect back with my loved ones, especially my family. Like we have such great connection um, and also the environment and actually see what happens, like what brings up that, 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 that will be like a, a journey and a half by itself, you know? Be, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Something to plan for the future, man. Yeah. Um, during your session, yep. I remember in the very first stages, you were like, um, you're pushing something somewhere in my stomach and I'm yep. breathing into it. And I became aware of so much tightness and tension in my body. And it's almost like I was breathing into it and I thought like, um, maybe if I breathe really loudly, you'll move on. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just to get out because it was, it was causing me pain, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, you didn't. Yeah. Like you kept going there and even if I would like yell like you, you you would only move once the energy shifted yeah and I was like how does this guy know the yeah, energy yeah. is shifting or not and how do you even know where the energy is like how do you connect with someone else's body yep and know when it's releasing or not yeah how does that feel like and come about <laughs> this is something personally that I developed like yeah. through that felt sense of literally communicating with an individual's body and and literally accessing that you know, because mm. essentially, like, I have to get permission from the physical body of, of each individual, each client that I have, mm. and actually access there and, and, and actually work with it so, so we can shift, in and, uh, shift things and everything. So for me, it's, it's, it's a skill that I developed, like, through the years. Mm. Obviously, there's training involved and all the stuff, like, through different, like, obviously, like, you know, courses and modalities and everything else. But... Mm. You know, for me, it's, it's essentially like a, one of my superpowers in a sense, mm. you know, so this, is, this is what 
you know, I believe for all of us we have to do because when you start unlearning and removing conditioning and all that stuff, mm. when you remove all those layers, all of a sudden you start connecting back with the superpowers that you had as a young kid, like as, mm. a, as, a, as a child, you know? Yeah. For me, my hands, I could feel them from a young age that there was something special. Like even my, my mother and my grandmother would tell me. Mm. So I, I just allowed myself to connect with that. And through practicing and practicing and connecting, like uh, I'm accessing different layers of it also. Mm. And the more you go there, the more you develop it at the same time, you know? All it's right. almost like an artist, a painter, for example, like, you know, they, they connect and they are expressing themselves like, you know, through, through yeah. that. Same thing goes with me. Awesome. You know? And do, do you feel their emotional body in your body? You're feeling it or do you just think and you know it? Or do you actually feel it with your hands guiding you or? I feel, I feel. In your I body? Feel. Yeah. Okay. I feel it in them and then I feel it within me also. Nice. So I'm connecting with that. Right, so if there was like three practices for someone to um, really, mm, what about the right wording here? <laughs> to um, evolve, to grow and to thrive that will help them unlock the superpowers. What are the three practices would, would be in your opinion? Uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of practices that you can do, but for me, um, uh, a lot of people say, you know, start with meditation and all that stuff, but I don't believe it's good for everyone. Like, that's a thing. Yeah. Especially if you, if you are in a state of hyper arousal and all that stuff, if you're trying to go into a meditative state, you're still trying. It's still a strain on the nervous system, mm. you know? Yeah. So, so that's why a lot of people, they cannot drop in. So for me, the best way to start is breath work start connecting with your breath and there's so many different ways to do that mm. but actually accessing your autonomic nervous system through that is the first step mm. because it gives you a break um, immersing yourself through experiences like uh, ice baths sauna floats mm. you know where yeah. you can actually you know have that stress response and start building resilience on your nervous system Journaling is a great practice mm -hmm. and there's so many different ways to actually journal. You know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't do that. Uh, I, I was like, dear diary, blah, blah, blah. Like. <laughs> you can, it has, you know, start, start with something simple, mm -hmm. simple, actually connect with how you're feeling. Yeah. Ask yourself, okay, how am I feeling? What am I thinking? Start expressing yourself with a pen and paper. Mm. So you can start actually doing this brain dump. Because majority of people, then they've never actually allowed themselves to, to actually start unloading from the brain. Mm. They just absorb and absorb and absorb information. And that's why, you know, you, you get so overwhelmed. And there's so many thoughts happening. By, by actually journaling and sitting down and writing your thoughts, like your ideas, like so many people have ideas, but they never actually put them on mm. a piece of paper, yeah, you know? True. So journaling is a great practice that allows you to start connecting with yourself and your ideas and, you know, deeper layers and all that stuff, mm -hmm. you know. And then there's, there's even more practices like, you know, more advanced stuff, like even with sexuality and all that stuff and actually connecting with your body and your sexual energy. There's mm -hmm. so many things, practices from, you know, Taoism and Tantra and all these different things, you know. Mm -hmm. Best way, take yourself on a retreat, for example. Yeah. You know. May, t you know, buy a present for yourself to go on a retreat, you know, even if it's yoga, like whatever, like there's so many, there's such a plethora of different experiences that people can have. Mm. 
just start somewhere, you know. Just just nice. put yourself in that situation, like literally. Beautiful. You know, I, I like that. Yeah. 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 Um, this is my last question for you. Okay. So, like, if you had an opportunity to speak to, say, a billion people, some camera guy was like for Channel Seven or whatever. Yeah. We give you. We can give you three minutes to say something to the world. Like, would you take the opportunity? To someone from from this, some, you get a chance to speak to a billion people. Would you take the opportunity or not? To a billion people. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you take it? Yeah, yeah, I would take it. If you just you just say this one thing off the top of your head that you know to be true or meaningful, what would you what would you sort of share? What would that message be that you could send out? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, okay, I will have to stick with something. Um, you know what? Uh, this this is something that always resonates with me, and I don't want to complicate things. Uh, I would say to people die before dying so you can learn how to live this mm -hmm. is literally what i would say die before dying so you can learn how to live and i don't mean physically dying yeah you know because mm -hmm. people get so attached to that identity that they carry from you know mm. childhood and adolescence and all that stuff and they never they never allow themselves like to, to properly like shift yeah. and change and all the stuff. So by by having an experience like that, you actually get permission to start living properly. How can you voluntarily put yourself in a situation where you die, so to speak? Yep. Like what what are those things you can do to really experience <laughs> death? You know? <laughs> go go to someone and and uh, that can guide you through through a psychedelic experience. You know, mm, mm, mm. that's the easiest way to do yeah. it. That's the easiest way to do it, and that's why it's so terrifying in the beginning. You know, mm. that's that's why it's so terrifying because you 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 feel like you are dying. You are about to die, yeah. even deciding to go through an experience like that. Mm. You know, and there's so many people. There's so many people nowadays from. Uh, meditation communities and yoga practices and all that stuff that they have such a negative um, negative perception and ideas or in regards to, like to plant medicine and all that stuff mm. but they don't understand that people they don't have the ability nowadays to, to go through mm. hundreds hour, hundreds of hours of practice and, and, and all that stuff just to reach for the first time a state that they can really take a break for the mind while an experience with with a plant medicine takes you there straight away mm. and especially if you have it in a safe controlled environment you know and with yeah. someone to really guide you mm. you can have that shift straight away like your life will change straight away all of a sudden mm. because you are experiencing that that death in a sense that ego death yeah and then everything shifts you know that's true. It breaks you out of that train of thought. Yeah, yeah. Like it literally. Your whole life. Yeah, yeah. It, like <laughs> you can do that, or you can even go and have like a, a three-hour breath work mm. uh, workshop and all the stuff. You you yeah. will have the same the, the same thing. That's true. Literally, for a lot of people, going through a, br a a really deep breath work like a holotropic or rebirthing biodynamic and all the stuff, they experience the mm. same thing. Those are experiences that they, that they can literally provide you that, 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 that result, basically. It's beautiful. I remember seeing a, a document, or maybe a document or an interview, someone, someone in the CIA who was involved with MKUltra. Yeah. And he was also involved with um, 
criminalizing marijuana. Yep. You know, the only reason they want to criminalize marijuana is because um, it deconditions the mind and it undoes the conditioning that has been done. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, that's actually a really good way to put it. Because <laughs> for me, it really does. Like, I remember when yeah. I got my prescription, I was smoking it. And I started to deconstruct my personality yep. and also observe my whole life objectively. And I was just thinking that I could never, I couldn't attain that level of um, perspective yep. sober. Yeah, yeah, no, there's no way, no, there's no yeah. way. That's that, that's why I'm mentioning I mentioned like the the alter states of consciousness, mm-hmm. and that's why we are experiencing for so many decades a, a, an actual war on consciousness, because they want to keep us unconscious, mm-hmm. so we can just we're just consumers, we're just buying uncontrollably fucking set that we don't need, mm-hmm. and we support this system that they have created. Because if you raise your consciousness and you actually wake up to the atrocity out there, mm. there's no way that you're going to support that anymore. And eventually it will fall apart. And this is what we are experiencing at the moment. More and more, and more people are unplugging themselves. And this whole thing is collapsing completely. Mm. You know? That, that's, that's what happens. I've heard that. A lot of people quitting their jobs. Yeah. People can't yeah. find employees. And like, you wonder why? Who wants to work? Who wants to, to doing some bullshit? Yeah, you know to I mean? have like this this meaningless job, like and 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 feel empty every day, waking up and just you know like mm. <laughs> hating life. That's true. Man. Sitting inside a box within a box within a box, like literally, like you know. I think it's like <laughs> caffeine, alcohol, cigarettes. It's no. like what you need to survive the matrix. Literally, and that's 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 why that's why they supported like this the the caffeine uh, industry and all the stuff. Mm. As soon as they realized what the effect caffeine has on the nervous system and how it allows people literally to just work and work and work and work, Mm. you know, without questioning anything. Like, that's why they support it so much and caffeine is everywhere, Mm. you know, but but cannabis and and mushrooms and all those uh, LSD and all that stuff demonized because they pull you away from that, you know. I remember going to Belling Up and Nan Up and um, I wanted to, when did they go pick mushrooms? We didn't find any though. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why. We had a shit guide. Um, but they're telling us about the cops since the 70s. They patrolled this big street up and down waiting for people to, with mushrooms and they, they would come get them and arrest them, throw, throw you in, in, in jail yeah. for like picking mushrooms off of a, off of a forest. <laughs> <clears throat> for me, I can't, I can't really um, understand what a waste of resources that is to uh, go and yeah, help yeah. people who are picking mushrooms when yeah. the meth epidemic and all this sort of stuff and it's, Anyway, man. But but that's the thing. Even even the cops and all the stuff, they don't even they didn't even understand back then what they were doing, mm. what they were supporting and all the stuff, because they're so uneducated that they don't they don't understand it. But yet, but yet, because this is what I see nowadays. See how traumatized, you know, people that they work for the police are, mm. what they go through. Oh yeah, you know. What they go through, like a lot of, especially the ones that they are out there, like, you oh know, man, yeah. you know, Int- intense trauma. Yeah. So much. Are they getting supported by, by the government and all the stuff? What do they provide to them? Like, that's the thing, mm. you know, it's but pretty, yet, it's pretty but, sad when you think about yeah, it. but yet blindly they support like this whole, <laughs> this well, whole thing. Well, I think the last few years really put on display yeah. that anybody working or almost, almost everybody working today doesn't have, has no sovereignty, right. has no no perspective or no, they can't, they're not, they're not control of their own consciousness. They had yep. no power to make any decisions at all. Couldn't find the right wording there, but no sovereignty. Yeah. So the fact that if you disagree with what was happening on, you had no power. Yep. And you had to enforce all you disagree with, otherwise you'd lose your paycheck and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, like, 
the, the individual human being in this system yep. has literally no power. Yep. The only power lies outside of the system. Yep. And 100%. It just, it's just, um, it was, I, I was actually really appalled with what, what went down, you know. I felt <laughs> yeah, betrayed yeah. by my, my government, my yep. country, my servicemen, yep. and even, even my own community to, yeah, a, to yeah. a certain extent when people were just folding yep. and no one stood together. It was just yep. it's, it's demoralizing just, just to go through that and, and witness that and to be ostracized from society. <laughs> that you can't come here and you can't come there and just family relationships crumbled under that. that yeah, this whole situation. Factor, yeah. That's why it's so important for people to really go inwards and connect with mm. their body. Because if you give your power away mm. and you don't take responsibility for yourself, you're just waiting for daddy to come and save you every fucking time. Mm. And nobody will come and save you, unfortunately. 100%. You know? They'll take advantage of you and that's it. In that that's state. it. And you are, you are literally like a prisoner mm. into that system. So you have no autonomy, you don't have any freedom at all and all that stuff, mm. you know? And they can threaten you with things like that. When you actually connect with yourself and you take responsibility for everything, mm. and first of all, you take responsibility for your own health, you know, you, 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 yeah. how you connect with yourself, it changes, it shifts your whole reality. Mm. You make choices in a completely different way, in a conscious way. Mm. And you're not waiting for anyone to tell you what to do. Mm. You know, so people have to wake up, man. <laughs> You know, 100%. And it is happening. Like I'm very, I'm very um, excited for the future and all that stuff. Like you know, through through the last three years, uh, you know, like there was a lot of emotions and all that stuff, and I went through my own phases and everything. But you know, there's a lot of people that still think in a very negative way. Oh, you know, it's very hard. It's not gonna happen. Not a lot of people are waking up. Blah blah blah. But I'm telling you, I'm working with a lot of people, and I see it every day. And I feel the collective energy shifting a lot. There's a lot of people out there that they are supporting the creation of a new system and a new way of living. And, you know, I couldn't be more excited to, to be a part of that and support, like, you know, this whole shift. Happening. Beautiful, man. So that's my purpose. That's excellent, man. That's <laughs> excellent. Let's, let's wrap it up there, bro. Thank you very much. Dude. Thank you, brother. That was uh, epic, man. <laughs> Thank you, bro. There's one good quote, like, right? Yeah. This is like in the Bible and it's in different spiritual texts and that sort of thing. But it's just like, People say that the devil is the body. Yep. And they say it's the devil is the body. The body is the devil for, for a couple of reasons. That it's, it's of the earth, it's a lower vibration and a fallen state, animalistic nature that has yep. urges to, to, to fuck and to eat and to all this sort of stuff. And it leads us to, it leads us to the fields of the beast, so to speak. Yeah. Or a beast of the fields, yeah, 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 whatever yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the spirit is what enables us in that sort of thing. And um, how do you this combat is, that? This is pathetic, bro. And, and, and I will tell you why, because you actually just reminded me, you asked, you asked me this question in regards to being a prey of your own, like, hormones and neurochemistry and, yeah, like, yeah. you know, essentially so that... beast of the body. You know? The body and all the stuff and all the energy, but mm. essentially, like, being a fucking healthy, masculine and an integrated man, man is all about that. Mm. It's all about reaching that state of understanding yourself in such way, in mm. such depth, having connected with yourself in such depth, mm. understanding your hormones, your edges, your, your emotions, like literally everything, and having the ability at every, at every given moment to literally sit with it mm. and not let it take you on a ride. Yep. That's presence. 
So it's like the spirit conquering the mind, the mind conquering the body, and then coming together as this one. Is, this is becoming one with everything. So that fear of the body and the edges and blah, 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 <laughs> it's all bullshit, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know, that's how they keep you up there. Like, that's, that's the reality. Mm. Because essentially, like, they talk about spirit, but how many of them are actually connected with spirit? It's, it's just a fucking mind. Mm. They're not connected with spirit, bro. To bypass, essentially. Spiritual bypassing, that's spiritual. Well, that's what spiritual bypassing is, bro. Mm. You know? And you've seen it with a lot of people even around us that we have interacted and all that stuff. Mm. 100%. That's, that's the problem, bro. You know? They talk to you about embodiment and about this and about that, but like you see them and you see the behaviors and everything in your life. You know? Mm. That's why I can see through bullshit, bro. I can hold myself, you know, in such a way, you know, like. But to be able to see bullshit, out there is to also see bullshit in yourself or to, to have seen it in yourself. That's to, to why now become aware, you know? I've done all those things, okay? I've experienced all those things myself. I've, I've conquered myself in those ways because I took responsibility for all those behaviors. Did I spiritual bypass in the past? Fuck yeah, I did. Did my ego took the best of me and I, you know, like I, I, I had behaviors and patterns they were so egoic and all that stuff and uh, you know and i was behaving in certain ways fuck yeah i did um wasn't i integrating my shadow fuck yeah was i disconnected from my inner child and like i've done all that mm. and that's that's the thing the reason why even even the reason why i ran the retreats with jay and i trust jay and i trust beck and joey and all the stuff is because we are all on the same path mm. we don't fucking hide we are fully committed in that process mm. and I can only trust people like that. Yeah. I can only trust people like that. That's true. And, yeah. and majority of people, they keep hiding, bro. And mm. spirituality is the easiest way to fucking hide. It is. It you is. know, it is the easiest way to hide in the, in the fluffiness and the fucking yeah. crap up there. Well, what I found in the spiritual community, just from, I work in mental health. You know, quite intensely and I, yeah. I find the spiritual community is a great place for those with mental illness to mask themselves yep. you know and yep. justify their own bullshit with yeah. different terminologies when in reality it's like you're, you're just you're not organized yep. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're you're way you're way out somewhere else you haven't even you haven't brought yourself yep. back yeah yeah and you can always obviously hide behind the labels of spirituality yep. but you're only fooling yourself and yep. the results that you're yielding in this life are fucking dismal. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm talking to myself as well as other people, but yeah, yeah. That's what I've really seen, and it's a shame though, because like I look at sports, for example, people don't fuck around. People are more spiritual in sports because they're disciplined, they're dedicated, yep. they put in the work, and they achieve incredible results. Yeah, and that's all bypassed as bullshit. But in reality, that's what we are. We're willpower of focus. Yeah, you know? we, we are attacking greatness, for example, mm. in society at the moment. All the stuff when we see someone reaching greatness, like actually mastering a skill or becoming fucking, you know, like very successful Self in an area. Self-mastery, mm. you know, sp especially spiritual, spiritual people. Yeah. They judge that so much because mm. they've transcended themselves and they are above all that. They, mm. they, they don't have to go yeah. and, 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 and seek self-mastery and all yeah. that stuff. You know, it, it, it's such yeah, a, it's, such it's, a... It's kind of like... There's a guy called Dan Irley, or Dan Irley. He's a psychologist. He, he studies yeah. um, human motivations and behavior. And he talks yeah. about 
We always make a decision first and justify it later. Yeah. This has yep. been proven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you make the decision to be lazy. Yeah. And you can justify it in a million different ways. And yeah, it yeah. sound beautiful and amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I agree. It's like, yeah, well, yeah. don't fucking kid yourself because yeah. you decided before you justified it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and you, 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 it's concerning, you, right? Yeah, you yeah. lie to yourself and then you really believe it. And you create that story, that story within yourself and all the stuff to support yeah. that, that bullshit. 100%. Yeah. Liver King, the perfect example. <laughs> Did you see what happened? I didn't see what happened. Bro, he got caught. <laughs> so, so fucking a cow or some shit. No, no, no. So, you've seen that guy, Derek, from More, more uh, Plates, More Dates. No. He, he went even to Joe Rogan. So, he, it's, it's this dude that he has this very successful uh, YouTube channel and all that stuff. Yeah. And he, he does videos in regards to, like, uh, he was an ex-bodybuilder and all that stuff, but he really understands... Um, like uh, steroid use, like all that stuff. You know, and he, yeah. he's making videos of, of, of uh, successful people that they claim that they're natural and all that stuff, but, you know, and he actually breaks down what he believes he, they're using and all that stuff, mm. you know. And in general, breaks down, like, all the bullshit out there in the fit- fitness industry. Yeah. <laughs> Those emails got sent to him from the Liver King directly approaching a coach, and literally, his whole steroid cycle came out. His plan, how he actually like uh, hired all these people and paid all these people, marketing business and all the stuff to build his social media in order like to 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 achieve like what he's achieved and all the stuff. Yeah. So he went to all these podcasts claiming consistently it's my it's my diet my 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 carnivore diet and my nine tenants principles and all the stuff. And he's literally, he's fucking... Steroid abuser, yeah. Abusing steroids. But people who don't have the fitness acumen, like, I don't have a big fitness acumen, but for seven years I've been bodybuilding intensely and I contemplated steroids, I researched steroids, I I really wanted to do it. Um, And I could tell just by looking at someone's physique, you can tell straight away. 100%. You can see it in their eyes almost, but to have like abs like that and a body like that, like there's no way he wouldn't be able to... That's at least trend, sus... HCH yeah, yeah. as well. Like yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's no fucking way. This guy was using just on growth hormone. He was spending 120,000 a year on growth hormone alone. Wow. That's, like, that's a non-stop. He's, not, he's never off it. No, no. He's never off. He was using more than bodybuilders, professional bodybuilders, bro. Wow. Growth hormone. Plus peptides, plus DECA, plus MK677. Well, uh, what's MK677? I haven't heard of that before. It's a... Not a SARM, it's a, it's a growth hormone secretagogue. So okay. basically, it's an oral pill yeah. that uh, manipulates on your stomach and all the stuff like uh, ghrelin. So you get a production of growth hormone throughout the day. Wow. So it increases your appetite and it helps you to put on a lot of weight and all that stuff. That's insane. Yeah, man. Like he was using like all these different things, bro. And uh, there were so many people that they believed this fucking bullshit that he's natural. They started having raw liver with maple syrup and all that. People that I know, Matt Davis. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the name out. But um, what, what I found funny with that is like, I know that the beef and dairy industry are fucking huge. They're massive. Yeah. They're wealthy. Yeah. I, I can tell you right now that they were sponsoring him 100%. Because think about the, the, the booth. He, no, one, no one wants to eat. This motherfucker's eating testicle on Jake Paul's podcast or Bro. Jake Paul's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's boasting about it. Everyone wants yeah, to yeah. eat testicle too. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That was his, his business partner 
is uh, the carnivore MD, this other, yeah. other, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's crazy, man. people do not real, realize that all these people, they have an agenda and their own agenda is to fucking make money. It's not about health. It's not about teaching people how to be healthy. Mm-hmm. It's about their own personal benefit, bro. That's it. That's how they build their businesses. And I, people I, I, start buying all these products. They spend thousands of dollars on, on, in all these products thinking that, yeah, okay, I'm having the products now, I'm, I'm healthy, you know? Mm. It's not gonna happen. It's, it's, a, it's a bypass, man. I, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked at like how yeah. a certain personality can appeal to a mass audience. I'm yeah. like, even movies these days, man, movies, right? There's very little intellect in the movies at all. It's all just violence and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't watch them anymore. But when I worked yeah. with people with um, autism, I realized that the people who are autistic, Asperger's and had these mental yeah, illnesses, yeah, yeah. they loved it. Yeah. They love the weird personalities in the movies and I'm like, hang on a second, like our whole society is being degraded to the level of a fucking animal. Yeah. Uh, not trying to sound offensive, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. our intellectual stamina is fucking pathetic. Our test levels are fucking pathetic. Like human beings are being degraded at yeah. this mass level to, to live a king actually looks appealing for most men out there to, to follow him. If you yeah, want yeah. to follow a liver king, like, fuck me, yeah. you need to assess your life very deeply. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because some people were embodying the guy's attitude, which is completely yeah, yeah. fake. I'm like, why the yeah, fuck? Yeah, yeah. Why are you following these people? Like, what the fuck is yeah. happening to our, our mindset? You, you know what's the, 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 even, the even more pathetic thing? If you, are a, if you, if you have a podcast, okay? If, yeah. you, if you are a, a um, what's the word? Um, a host. Okay, of a, podna- a podcast, and yep. especially successful. Mm. Okay, bringing someone like that on your podcast. Okay, mm. like I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't understand it, man. Well, like, Joe Rogan, for example, he, he he actually spoke openly about him and and certain other people, and he will never bring them in because they, they are a joke, man. Okay. If you have a successful podcast and, 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 and you actually care about your reputation and, and what information you put out there, how do you bring a clown that he comes shirtless inside your studio wearing these fucking weird heads and all that stuff, mm-hmm. talking about like even the way he articulates his, himself and the way he talks, it's, it's, it's literally like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I think he's, he's, he's asserting his intellectual dominance, which is none. With like an aggressive yeah. show, with an aggressive but show, which yeah, means yeah. there's nothing. But as a host, how do you allow that? Like right. that's a thing that that I can tell you right now, man. You know, like, so, so you're caring about your numbers, so you're bringing someone because he's he's he has followers and all the stuff. So you cannot also elevate. Like that says a lot about you, also, man. But that's that's the study <laughs> we live in right now, where it's like we're incentivized. It's like it's like an attention whore economy. Is like hundred percent. It's all about I'll, attention. I'll perpetuate this, and that's what they call yeah. selling your soul. Is like yeah, yeah. when you go against yourself yeah. for an external result. And half the world is doing this. Andrew Tate said that perfectly. He said, <laughs> he talks about um, if you want to grow, you want to make money or grow a business. He's like, you need to court attention at all costs, and it's like a rule. And what power. does he do? Courting attention at all costs, right? That's but it. they're all doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but he's not. Uh, he's not even better, bro. Like that's a thing. Mm. There's so many people that they jump the Andrew Tate fucking uh, bank wagon, all that stuff. It's mm. the same fucking thing. Oh, it is the same thing. He's a narcissist that consistently li- li- look at him how he talks and all the stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Like literally. Mm. Every single thing that he says, like he's projecting out there, he does the exact same thing. Oh, I know, I, you know, yeah, 100%. you see his, his hustlers like university and all the stuff. He's got, the minions, inf- he's got minions. Bro, the information that he provides out there, you can get it free online, literally. 100%. 100%. And he's making so much money 
by manipulating young kids, like literally, yeah, essentially. Teenagers, yeah. All these guys that, that literally they, they, they have no guidance at all because they never had a healthy masculine role model in their lives mm-hmm. and he take a, takes advantage of that. And especially because they don't know every, any better, they get overpowered by this, this mm-hmm. character out there because he, he talks with so much conviction, mm-hmm. you know, and so much confidence. That's what confuses people. And that's people true. think that he that he's you know he's yeah, yeah. he's, he's I, a guy like that, that, that I, that's I, the problem I, with society nowadays. I've experienced I even have friends and people that I know who speak with so much conviction, so much certainty, so much confidence in what they say. And you have a discussion with them, and you and you find out towards the end you prove them wrong. Like, oh yeah, I didn't know that. And I was like, hang on a second. For yeah. the last two hours, you've been ranting about some shit that now you didn't even know about. Why were you so yeah, yeah, convinced yeah. to to roll me down on this? And it's just like the only word I can come to is like. Yep the ego and wanting to be right yep. is more important than the actual truth, yep. which is just right now is out of control. Well, and that's the thing. Mm. When you don't have control of your mind, you don't understand your mind, you're not connected with your body, guess what? Yeah. Somebody else is going to do it for you. That's true. But the scary thing is, right, the feedback loop in society, Yep. you're out of control in your mind, but you're being incentivized with money and reviews and, and attention in yep. your head. No, it works. It's getting results. Yep. And now you're yep. going through this cycle of, yep. of, of madness, so to speak. But you're getting rich and famous along the way. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, wow, I really can't. Maybe I'm the one who's insane. You know what I mean? Maybe, <laughs> I, should, maybe I should go down this crazy pathway. No. But you know what I mean? It no. makes you think when... Um, how, how many men reach that and they're still even, even, even more unhappy? when they reach that level. That's true. They'd rather die than admit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Leather King, like, he's going to be in a grave pretty soon. Like. <laughs> that guy was rich before he created all that, bro. Mm. He literally m- created that identity, that character that we saw out there mm. in like just a bit more than a year. Before that, he was still successful. He, has, he had several businesses. He was making a lot of money. He, he had a big house in a, in a great piece of land and all the stuff in nature. Mm. But that, that completely uncontrolled mm. desire for more and more and more because you've never actually dealt with your set mm. just so you can feel enough, where is it going to lead you? Mm. You know, like that's a thing. When, when it's enough, when, when making more and more money, what's a, a number that, that, that's actually enough? How much do you need to make to actually like be satisfied? Mm. You know? And that's the problem. We get lost into that ego. Yeah. Because the ego wants more and more and more and more. Like, that, that's yeah. the thing. You know? When, when are you going to be, when is it enough? When are you good enough? Mm. You know? It never ends, eh? It never ends, bro. It's like Sigmund you know? Freud when he coined the ego, like they got the id, which was the, yeah. the idea, obviously. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Ego. And the id is like, it wants to eat, it wants to fuck, it wants to do all these things, and the ego, you know? But yeah. those people are still in that primal part of the brain where they just yeah. want more and more and more without any higher awareness. Yeah. And it's uh, kind of scary. Actually, it is scary. It. And they try to keep us there. That's, that's why, how they support this yeah, whole thing. Consuming, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. All right, man. Let's switch this off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, bro.